Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. This week's revelation and attendant episode of Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan relates the extraordinary measures some skiers will take to find the right boot. The search begins with finding the right boot fitter, which is how Lloyd Tinsley of Norman, Oklahoma, ended up on my boot bench at Bobo's in Reno, Nevada. There is much to be learned from today's short saga, so I encourage all my dear listeners to pay close heed to its lessons. And now, may I present today's podcast titled, Taking the Leap of Faith. I met Lloyd Tinsley serendipitously while waiting to clear security at the Haley, Idaho airport. My face mask bore a small vocal logo, which prompted Lloyd to spontaneously reminisce about a pair of RTMs he adored. This led to a brief exchange during which Lloyd expressed his curiosity about a certain boot brand, wondering aloud what I might think of them. After my curt, unfavorable review, Lloyd asked if I might be able to do better, sticking out his cowboy boot-shod foot so I could get a better view. I didn't notice anything weird about Lloyd's gait or stance, and there was no obvious evidence of a major deformity, so I said, sure, I'm positive I can do better. I'd barely settled in my seat in the small departure lounge when Lloyd approached and posed a crucial question. If he were to fly to Reno, from Norman, Oklahoma, would I be amenable to fitting him in new boots? Challenge accepted. Ten days later, a barefoot Lloyd was sitting in front of me, and for the first time I understood the scope of the challenge that lay ahead. Lloyd's arches actually looked just like the arches in cathedrals or Roman aqueducts, high and as immutable as stone. He was skiing in a size 29.5 apex. Hold that thought, because conventional boots induced unbearable pain. I conducted a standard assessment of arch flexibility and ankle range of motion and cast a critical eye at his pedal extremity's formidable width and height. It was likewise impossible to overlook his unusually even-length toes, the very incarnation of a, quote, toe box. That's when I slipped a primitive measuring device under his feet and discovered that, despite their otherwise outsized dimensions, they both measured 26.5 in length. I remind you, dear reader, that Lloyd is skiing in a 29.5. Three centimeters equates to roughly a mile inside a ski boot. It was strangely admirable that Lloyd could be in a boot more than three centimeters off in sole length, and he still loved to ski. I won't drag you through my model selection process and the shell modifications required to reconfigure the lower shell, nor the routine creation of a custom insole for a decidedly non-routine arch that had never in its life, either in or out of ski boots, felt anything underneath it. But I will share a concluding note in a detailed testimonial Lloyd was kind enough to send a couple of weeks later. Quote, I have just returned from a ski trip to Aspen, and I skied better than I have in many years. No pain from the boots and control I didn't realize was possible. I couldn't be happier with my new ski boots and how a chance meeting with Mr. Hogan has changed my skiing. Close quotes. Naturally, I was delighted by Lloyd's feedback, but the fuel that fired the lingering afterglow of this success was the fact that Lloyd had placed his enormous trust in my abilities. If I could make him a better, happier, more complete skier, he was willing to take the leap of faith. While Lloyd's case is out of the ordinary, every time any skier sits down on a boot bench, he or she must also make a leap of faith. 
just like the boots themselves, which are unlike any other kind of footwear, buying a ski boot is unlike a conventional shopping experience. The age-old adage, the customer is always right, does not apply. The customer must instead trust that the boot fitter before him or her is up to snuff. How to tell if your boot fitter has the necessary chops is revealed in an essay I wrote called The First Five Minutes, which you can find on realskiers.com. It's chapter four of the Returning Skiers Handbook on my site. An experienced boot fitter knows the internal dimensions and tolerances of every boot on the wall. This knowledge is correlated to the findings of a brief but vital sequence of inspections of the feet in question to come up with a short candidate list for the skier in question. Customers can't do enough research on their own to match what the boot fitter brings to the bench. They can't be expected to, owing to the fact that they have lives. If the customer, nonetheless, is determined to take over the model selection process, then the one person who knows the least about what's going on is now in control. The end result is doomed to be suboptimal. Lloyd's story also exposes the grave shortcomings of boot fitting at a distance. I had expected Lloyd's foot to be a tough fit, probably with a high instep and wide forefoot, but otherwise mostly normal. Lloyd's tootsies were definitely what Igor referred to as abby-normal. Had Lloyd also shared with me the size of his current boots, my vision of his feet would have been even more distorted and woefully inaccurate. Were I his long-distance customer service rep instead of an in-person boot fitter, I would have set up Lloyd with another boot hopelessly ill-suited to the task of skiing. Point being, dear readers, Anyone who pretends to be able to provide specific boot advice without an in-person assessment is automatically disqualified from giving further advice. Roughly two weeks after attending Deloitte, I was contacted by a RealSkiers.com member in Washington, D.C., whose 25-year-old Technica TNTs had finally bit the dust. He sent me pictures of his old soldiers so I could see the work done in the liner and see its sole length, I suspected he could be a 28.5 or 29.5, sizes I had an ample selection of, so I told my East Coast subscriber to come on out. When I saw the feet that had flown 3,000 miles to be seen by me, the folly of long-distance assumptions was again laid bare. My latest avatar of trust was skinny as could be in the lower leg and rear foot, but his instep was high, wide, and handsome. His length measurement didn't quite reach 28.5, but a 27.5 would have put his feet in a perpetual coma, so he ended up in a 28.5 after all. As is often the case with problematic feet, my first round of ministrations fell short of the mark, necessitating further shell expansion over the instep. It will require another few laps on snow to assure that all is well, a process that is not yet complete as I record this. While I'm optimistic that any lingering issues can be dealt with, it can take time for a foot and a boot to achieve perfect harmony. Nobody bats a thousand in the boot fitting game. There are simply too many variables to ensure that every skier is as comfortable as the next, despite the best efforts of all parties involved. That said, the goal should always be perfection, however unattainable, and skiers must continue to put their faith in the best boot fitter they can find, be they just across town or across the country. If you are consuming this revelation in podcast form, please be advised that the next podcast of Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan will be my narration of On Trust, Chapter 10 of Snowbird Secrets. I hope you'll join me for a listen.
This has been Jackson Hogan for Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Thanks for listening.